When you think about saving for retirement or any other financial goal, you might feel the stress levels rising. It can be frustrating trying to figure it out. How do I get started saving for the future? Or if I have started, how do I stay on track? Don't go it alone. Make the right play by partnering with a team of experts. American Century Investments works to deliver results to help save for college, retirement or any other ambition you have. Your finances are not business as usual. Make it personal. American Century keeps their head in the game and their eyes on the ball. And for 60 years, their commitment to performance has not wavered. Your investments deserve nothing less. Check them out at AmericanCentury.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every single Premier League match week. You can subscribe and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl. And on this show, my friend, we're certainly going to talk the marquee match of Boxing Day, Leicester City versus Liverpool. What happened to Chelsea against Southampton after their impressive win at Spurs? And Spurs themselves come from behind win against Brighton. How Arsenal and Everton fared under their new managers, Mikel Arteta and Carlo Ancelotti. And we'll hand out some best of decade awards. But... We've got to start, my friend, with the crazy events that played out between Wolves and Manchester City. Maybe mm. the game of the season with yeah. that uh, atmosphere at Molyneux, Rob. What an unbelievable game of football that was. Well, here we go. Ten minutes on the clock. Wolves break away. Collision. Edison gets sent off. Aguero gets subbed off. Bravo comes on. Then there's a penalty given by VAR. The penalty's missed. VAR looks at it close. The penalty's <laughs> given. The penalty's retaken. The penalty saved and the penalty scored. In 25 minutes of football, it set the tone for a bit of a crazy game in some respects. And, and the sending off of Edison, which was obviously a denial of the goal-scoring opportunities Jota went yeah. through, there was contact with the, with the goalkeeper. So we always felt that was going to be yeah. a red card. No issue yeah. with that. No. It slightly it changed the, the balance and complexity of a game where City would expect and, and would want to dominate the football. And mm. Wolves would be happy enough for City to dominate, but look to counter-attack as they did at the Etihad when they won 2-0. Mm. But it kind of threw that on its head because actually Wolves ended up with more possession and, and City were the ones who at times would, would sit a little bit deeper, but with the likes of Mares, Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne in midfield, and Bernardo Silva in midfield, mm. still had the quality to hurt Wolves in, in the attacking third. Yeah, and there's so much that went on in the game. I mean, you know, towards the end there, City was struggling. Mm. They're just not a team built to defend, Rob, no, are they? Not I mean, in that way, no. They, no. they defend with the football, and when yeah. they've got a man less, yeah. then that's that's it not a situation them. they can easily handle. I mean, he made First a change, all, Rob, didn't he? And I know, like, let's go on. He did make a change in getting a third centre-back on, so, so they ended up with Otamendi, Garcia and Fernandinho yeah. on the pitch, which you think mm. is the right kind of move to get another another natural defender in there and, and maybe um, take a little bit of the attacking threat away. Mm. Yeah, but, it, it, I mean, Wolves, it's just an amazing story what they're mm. doing this mm. season and, and for all the games that they've had and the Europa League um, success so far, mm. they've the set, it's pretty much the same team that plays every week and an improvement to certain players. Adama Troyer, again, was... Yeah the main threat and he's he's really had good times against Manchester City this season I just want to go back to the incident Robin Edison now we yeah. know that he's a he's a, he's a top goal mm. goalkeeper he's probably the best with his feet I think that we've both have ever seen in terms yeah. of his distribution and passing yeah. 
But that was a bad error. He is he is prone to a bad decision. decision and when making. you think about it, that 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 incident right there decided the game really, mm. due to and I know there's lots of work to do, and I know that the, the Sterling with the two goals and stuff. But yeah. but that, them going down to ten men was a big problem, particularly when their defence is not that great. Um, I, I thought that was a really bad bit of goalkeeping. Didn't need to do that. Defensively, City weren't in a good spot. They get mm. caught out with the ball over the top yet again. Um, but I thought that decision was a really bad one. And from then on, I mean, it was remarkable. It's an uphill task, isn't it? You, you lose your yeah. goalkeeper. And they did great for, yeah, for the penalty. Yeah, did great. It was a penalty, Rob, wasn't it, yeah. on Mares? Yeah, it was. A, a, step on a, the foot. Steps on his foot, Rob. Yeah, listen, we know he, he's maybe not meant it, but it's one of those VAR looks at, looks at it, his contact. There's definitely a step on the foot. He goes down. Mm. Referee, you know, gives a decision. Encroachment is minimal, but he is over the line. I think it's Connie Cody who's come back to clear it, so obviously impacts the outcome of the kick. Retaken again. Sterling, I think it was interesting mm. at the time he went to take it again that we had shots of Pep Guardiola almost going like, change, get somebody else to take the penalty kick. Not that confident in Sterling I, I taking it. I just think with that, Rob, isn't it the case that the penalty taker on that encroachment has, has to retake? Uh, good good question. I'm not I'm, yeah. I'm not sure of that, Rob, no. actually. Like, that's something we, we, we will we certainly check and, and, and find out with our research mm. team. Because Pep mm. was definitely saying, he like, did, yeah. change, he, he made you know, the, yeah. Like, let's yeah. make that, that move to, to make the change. I'd agree with you, Robin, and I'll just go back to your first point in, term, in terms of City, but let, let me just go back to, to a real basic point that anybody who coaches would know, anybody who, who, who plays at a level of football, where Conor Cody picked up a ball with 10 minutes in, in the game, a free-kick situation, gets played short to him, picks his head up, and absolutely no pressure on the ball. He's got 10 or 15 yards to look up and, and pick out his run. I think he was, he's originally looking for Johnny Otto on the outside first and then Jota makes a run after. Manchester City are just about on the halfway line, Rob, when, when Conor Cody's maybe 30 yards away from them. Mm. Now, every coaching course I've been on, every time I've worked with, with a group of players, if there's no pressure on the ball, drop off. Mm. Give, give, you know, don't allow that space in behind that one ball over the top can cause you problem. Manchester City's defensive line is so high, it's so risky, that Edison would almost have to be 20 yards outside his area to be the sweeper mm. keeper that he needs to be to get there. And because mm. they're so high and he's so deep, then he, he just encourages the run. And as you say, they make the he makes a bad decision to come. He's never going to get there. He hits a player. Game changed, and all of a sudden, it's an uphill task for Man City. Now, some of those basics, and we go back to the Pep Guardiola saying he doesn't work on defence and all those things. Some of those things, Rob, are game changers. Some of those things you have to do if, 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 if you're going to be competitive in the way that Pep wants them to be competitive. I know they defend with the ball. I know when it's about possession. But there's yeah. certain basics that have to happen. Yeah, and it's a good point. And um, <laughs> because, because their possession is usually so good, their football's so good, you know, they, they, that, that doesn't get questioned that much. And when it does get questioned, they've, they've relied in the past on, on really great individual defenders yeah, to get them out of situations trouble, yeah, like Vincent yeah, Company and, yeah, and other players yeah. and, and Walker at times yeah. with his pace or Laporte with his, mm. with his ability. So it, 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 the situation right now with, with it, when they haven't got the great defenders out there, then they're vulnerable. And, mm. you know, it, it, it's just... It, it, the remarkable game of football, Rob, and I want to swing it over to Wolves because yeah. we, we've said the same stuff about Man City. Well, mm. I certainly have about their defensive abilities, yeah. or, or it's just 
this season is just not good enough. Uh, apart from the fact they've got brilliant goal scorers and they've, they've still got a ton of goals that they did last year. Defensively is where they have an issue and they found it again today. I, I, I think we ought to, we've got to talk some Wolves, Rob, yeah. and, and that team and that performance and the manager and what he's doing and Molyneux. Mm. I mean, you were in the studio, yeah, Rob. I was, we, I, I was at home watching it with my, uh, with my son and the, the, the noise coming yeah. from that stadium oh. and the shots of the fans and the crowd. I mean, that, they that's... Are into that, that, that's a proper football club, Robert. Yeah, and it is a proper football club, when, yeah. when, you know, we were talking about their record against top six teams now, I think it's 24 points against top six teams since they've been back in the league. Won six, drew six, um, and lost six, I think it is now. So they certainly don't change. Play, they, they have the mentality of a, of a top six team. Yeah. They, they play with that belief and reassurance. And, and half, uh, after the game, I heard uh, Nuno said, we weren't going to change too much. A couple of little tweaks within the system. Got Jota and, and, and uh, Traore a little bit narrower coming off the wide areas where he said they could affect the game a little bit more underneath uh, Hernandez. But they, they, they don't change an awful, an awful lot of, of what they do. And it's a credit to him. It's a credit to the players. And it's a credit to the football club that... They, they they stick to what they're about and they stick to what they do well and they believe it will get them a result. They're the fifth place right now. They're mm. absolutely going for a top four spot. Yeah, absolutely yeah. going for it, and they they deserve the respect from that. I mean, the two players that are star players today, Jimenez and yeah, Traore, Jimenez, both got yeah. a goal mm. and an assist. Yeah. They're working great together. Mm. You know, the, the little drag back for the Doherty goal as well from him is, is amazing. Yeah, 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 late yeah, in the yeah, game, Jimenez, yeah. and those two players are really with the stars today. Apart from the strength they've got in other areas. I mean, the improvement of, of Adama Traore when he's been yeah. to several clubs. <laughs> And nobody really got the best out of him or, you know, I think the system suits him fine. He hasn't got to run back too much. He's can mm. play nice and wide at certain times. He's always going to be a threat over the top with his pace. And he, he frightens everybody. And with his strength, um, you know, he's always going to be a threat. Yeah, just like Benjamin Mendy. Mm. It's a foul, Rob. It's a foul. Mm. He shoves him in the back. It's a foul. Mm. And I get the atmosphere. I get everybody's caught up with it. I get the referees under pressure, made some decisions in VAR, etc. And the Molyneux cr- crowd. Um, that's a foul. I'm sorry. Shoulder to shoulder. You can show your strength and your muscles, uh, Domitore, but you can't shove somebody in the middle of the back that throws them forward to get the ball. If if Benjamin Mendy goes down, he goes which down, he should have done. Absolutely. Yeah, if he goes down. But he should, uh, which is sad, Rob, isn't it? But, we, but, sh- we shouldn't but, be in a situation no, where you've got but, to go down to get but, a free kick. But, 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 Rob, that going down is good defending. You just talked about earlier a Vincent Company. That's Vincent Company. Vincent Company is as strong, if not stronger, than, than Benjamin Mendy, but he goes to ground. He shouldn't have to go to ground. No, though, he, for that. But, but you have to be a good defender, Rob. You have to make good decisions. And that what do you mean? Because or just going to the ground because you felt with contact. No, so, no like diving going, going to the ground forces the referee to make a decision that he didn't have to make. But you shouldn't have to force him to make a decision, I know you really. don't have to force him, but there's certain things in football that happen. And there's certain such tackles that happen in a box or out of box, and they're given as not penalties outside, inside the box, and outside the box it'd be a foul. And that's just the, the, the world we live in, unfortunately. But if Benjamin Mendy is a better defender and understands the art of defending better, yes, he gets a shove in the back, he goes down, he gets a free kick, yeah, and, we, free and we play on. Hmm. But he doesn't go down, which, which is another sort of part of not being a, a, a real defender. Yeah, but you're encouraging. So, so what I'm you're saying encu- is... I'm not encouraging. You are. These international but, defenders, when, when, when you play, when, who, who've been brilliant defenders around the world, who know at times a centre-forward is going to bump them and they're going to go to ground and win a foul. 
That's what they know. And that's good defending. Well done. You, you've got the decision that you wanted. Yeah, listen, I think you're talking reality. And I'm not arguing with the reality of it. Mm. But, but we, we criticise players. Everybody gets hammered for going down in the box. There's a little bit of contact. And then we say, stay on the feet. And this situation here where he, he honestly didn't feel he needed to go over. It was a bump from behind. He stayed on his feet. He didn't make it a still big should appeal be to a the foul. referee. It, to, I know to he didn't. I know he didn't. But, but and, 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 if and the, we, I mean, the referee, if he looked at the... I mean, surely... That, uh, I didn't see. I've got to be honest. I didn't see that big. And 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 the, the second point, and again, it doesn't make your your point right or wrong. Is Benjamin Mendy had three occasions. I, I, we we ran it again after the game. He has mm. three occasions to deal with the ball. He could knock it long up the pitch and get it away from goal and after defence situation. He could have knocked it out of play, and mm. then he has another chance to maybe play off uh, Traore and win a throw in or, or or goal kick. Yeah. He, he, he did it in his three decisions, did neither, was trying to let a ball run out that was never have the legs of going over the line and yeah. found himself almost too tight to the ball in an awkward position. And then, he, as you say, he gets he got pushed. He gets a push. He got back. pushed. Now, if he's he, got if every I'm, right to shield that ball, Rob. He's got every right to what, shield, shield it. Shield the ball that's it, not going to go out of play. Yeah, he can still shield the ball. If a drum, if, if Traore reaches around and he hooks the ball back or, or tackles it away from him, of I'm, course. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Let me tell you. Okay. I'll, 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 we're going to agree to disagree. Let me tell you what I'll, my overriding point of this is Benjamin Mendy's not a good enough fullback for Manchester City. Yeah, that's I don't the disagree. Overriding with that. point. Mm. For me, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I just think, and, I, and I'm going strong on it. I, 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 it just, it's just, it, I thought that was a foul, and you know, I, I get the emotions. Um, in other games, I think that's given us a foul, but it didn't. And you're right; he could have cleared the ball, he could have done anything, but he still got the right. He still got the. He's in control of the position. He's right there in, in, in front of the ball, and and the, a shove comes in from behind that, that throws the momentum forward. He takes the ball away. Um, but listen, I, I don't yeah, well, disagree about him as a defender. On, on detail there, and, and obviously one goal that, that had an effect on the game. But mm. no, as you said, a lot of credit to, to Wolves, uh, the way they play, their ambition, still in yeah. Europa League. It's a great story. Great, yeah. great story. Great, great noise. I mean, they were doing interviews after the game, maybe 15, 20 minutes after the game. You can still hear yeah. the Wolves fans in there yeah. going crazy. I mean, that's a proper football club who've been a long time out of the Premier League and have brought something to the league when, when they've come back in. So... Certainly yeah. well done uh, to Wolves and, Nuno, and, and, and Nuno, what they did. The big game, Robbie Musto, of the, mm. um, of the festive um, fixtures, came at uh, Boxing Day, Leicester City, second place, hosting Liverpool. Liverpool have gone off and, and won the, the Club World Cup in Qatar. People were you know, asking some questions in terms of what, where they're focused, does it have any effect? What did they come back to in the Premier League with, with the t- one of the toughest tests in, in the Premier League? And mm. pretty much it was... Um, Business as usual, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I mean, any questions that are getting asked of this team at the moment, mm. they've got all the answers. I mean, the, the travel, the extra time mm. victory against Flamengo over there for the Club World Championship, they come back. They've got a, a massive game away from home against the Leicester City team that's been playing so, so well. Uh, and yet they still show the desire, the hunger, and a combination of physicality and, and skill and technical ability and quality, if I guess, in a way to summarise that, is is that setting them apart. That mm. energy and the quality, it, it's just it just looks so difficult to play against. Whether it's your defending players and midfield players that that harry and make good decisions on the ball, they work very very hard. 
you know, from the fullbacks that we'll get into and the quality that they've got to the front three players and Roberto Firmino that connects everything together. I mean, it's just a it's a it's a tremendous football team and. And wow, you know, Leicester have been getting a lot of accolades mm. and respect for how they've played and how the managers brought them forward, which is absolutely the case. This game doesn't change too much. I shouldn't anybody's opinion of, of him as a manager and yeah. of Leicester for, for the amount that they've come forward. But wow, I mean, Liverpool yeah. in this form, in this with this confidence and with a steely determination that nothing's going to get in their way. It was just another example of... They they played like champions a lot for yeah. last year, Rob, wasn't it? We, I think we said that they both, City and Liverpool, yeah. played like champions played like for champions. the second half yeah, of the season. Yeah, they just didn't get a trophy, yeah. And Liverpool have continued mm, um, to do that, and it was just stunning. It's stunning almost the stuff. standards that, that Manchester City have set and, and set themselves in the league, that, that Liverpool have continued to, to, to run with them. I mean, that their points total um, at this stage, 52 points from 18 games, is bang on, you know, to, 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 to beat 100 points if, if they keep mm. going at that level. And what, mm. what I like, Rob, is the very blinkered approach of the manager about, he talks about the next game. He doesn't get too ahead of himself. He doesn't let his team go ahead of themselves. And it was interesting when he was asked about the lead now that they have at the top of the table in terms of what does he and the football club think. This is what he said. The only thing about change is that the, in the question, the, the, the number is different. It was 10, 11, now it's 13. We actually don't feel it. We don't think about it. Not at all. We didn't mention it once before the game um, because it's just not interesting. Look, we, we all know that. We can make, I, can, I can write the stories by myself. So the, the first story is never before in the history of football, um, British football at least, a team had a bigger lead and lost the lead so that sounds in my ear negative so why should we think about something like that we are just we are focused on the on the next i can tower said we play wolves sheffield united everton tottenham united manchester united next five games that doesn't sound like anything is decided in my ears to be honest we all have to play all of them um, and we we try with all we have to make ready to make sure that we are ready for these games so no um, the number is absolutely not relevant to us it's well said Robin it? mm. you know it's well said he doesn't he doesn't skirt away from the fact that there is you know it would be a, a, a horrific falling from, yeah. from not winning the top from there. He talks about it and says, it's just negative. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. that. We're positive for the next games coming up. So, I mean, everything through, even from blimmin' day one, Rob, really, isn't it, with this guy taking over the club? He's always yeah. said the right things. Obviously, his motivation, uh, the tactical side of things and the recruitment over the years that he's been there has been absolutely spot on to put him into this situation. But he continues to be level-headed, sensible, um, humble, all the things that you, we all yeah. and the fans would want to hear. Mm-hmm. He continues to say it and continues to... To, to guide this team to what is going to be a, a Premier League title. Do you remember one of the biggest sort of um, losses of a title lead? We go back to, and you might have been up in the air at the time, the Newcastle yeah, and the played, Kevin Keegan. Played them. Played them. And um, Kevin got emotional. Kevin got caught up in it. And so Alex kind of baited him and, and he came out publicly. There was a big yeah. public... You know, I'd love it if, if they beat them and, and all that stuff. It was us. It was, Rob, that, it was us. 
He's, yeah. He said, I'd love it. They've got yeah. to go to Middlesbrough. I'd love it if they beat them. Well, they, they came to Middlesbrough. They beat us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry for my, for my small well, part in that. Yeah, we couldn't. Uh, United were great and we couldn't. But that was the, that was the quote. You just got a got sense got then of a manager in Kevin Keegan who, who lost control of himself emotionally a bit. It came out and, 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 and that transmitted itself to the players. And all of a sudden, Newcastle from top of the league and flying and playing this lovely flowing football found themselves under pressure. You just do not get the sense that Jurgen Klopp is ever going to get caught up in any of that. that no, it's in any not. way going to affect mm. him or his group of players or his football club. And he's also doing a good job of, and I've always worried and said to you, the emotion of this football club at mm. times is the thing. He's yeah, managed this whole emotion in the fan group absolutely brilliantly. No, and to be fair, he's had experience of, yeah, of, of yeah. great things in Germany, Rob. So yeah. he's kind of been there before where Kevin Keegan at that mm. level hadn't. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't agree more. Just onto a couple of individuals, Rob, that yeah. we've got to talk about. I think we know who we're going to talk mm. about. Trent Alexander-Arnold, <laughs> of course, grabs yeah. the headlines. Yeah. And mm. no wonder why. A brilliant goal, two assists. Yeah. He, he took yeah. the corner that led to the handball for that yeah. one as well. Involved in everything. Mm. And going forward... In terms of a right back, mm. it's it's getting pretty difficult to think of a better attacking right back that we've seen, or even back in our day when we played, mm. than this guy going forward. Now defensively, still there's work better to do. defenders still around, to do. but but yeah. what he does wow. going forward, it's such an asset mm. to the club, and it's such a great fit. He's a local yeah. lad, a scouser yeah. that plays um, for his beloved Liverpool, and what he's doing right now is pretty blimmin' remarkable, isn't it? Right now, Musty, and I hear exactly what you say, I'm starting to wonder if there's many better fullbacks in in, in Europe. And I know he's Mm. still got stuff to learn. He's one-on-one defending. Mm. Uh, Tactically, sometimes his positions, I think, could be a little bit better in in terms of his distance away from his centre-back, sometimes away from his wing. And that's something you learn and comes in time. And and people at the club, I'm sure, will be making sure that, that he doesn't neglect that side of his game. But... The other end of the pitch, mate, it, it's frightening how good this guy Absolutely frightening. And if any time he ends up wanting to be a right winger with somebody defensive behind him, he could probably do that role just as well uh, 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 as, as well, I think he, he grew up playing as a winger, didn't he? Yeah. As, as yeah, a midfield player, a wide yeah, player. Yeah. So that predominantly, mm. obviously helping him right now. Um, and Jurgen Klopp, of course, bringing him in and, and making him into this right back is so perfect mm. for him. Um, and it's just it's just great to see. I yeah. mean, we love young players doing yeah. well. I mean, he's only what is he twenty two or something? He's still yeah, very very young. Kid, yeah. um, I just thought he had a remarkable game, and it's been talked about. Everybody's talked about him, and and you and you're right. You make a good point. I mean, we don't watch a lot of other yeah. European leagues, and I I often don't like these kind of comparisons because mm. we don't know because yeah, we don't exactly. we don't see a lot of the really good players mm. week in week out. So I don't know. But if there's somebody better than him, then mm. that's that's he's got to be some fullback. So. He had a special day. Firmino had a special day, I thought. Yeah. Um, and again, the, the midfield continues to, to, I marvel in that, the energy. And, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe there's some silkier, more creative players on other teams. Um, but the way that this whole eleven works together with the front players uh, and those midfield players, it's great to see. Um, brilliant, brilliant performance. Yeah. A little, I wouldn't mind just touching on Leicester, Rob. That's, that's a couple of games now. City and Liverpool. Two big games, yeah. And, and, mm. and of course... Please don't take it that, that I, I mean, I absolutely love what's happened to this team with mm. the manager and this club. The only question I'm going to ask you, my friend, is, and I, and I understand how Leicester have been built to this point yeah. and the strength of this team yeah. and the attackingness and the space and the pace. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll phrase it in a different way. Will they learn over time 
to to in certain matches against certain teams yeah. to be more durable again my favorite word yeah. C- could they have been or can they in the future because it, it's asking too much for them to be tremendously defensively balanced as well as being slick and yeah. attacking and yeah, goal yeah, scoring yeah. is that something that Brennan Rodgers will try and work on to make them even better against a good side to be a little less open and be a little bit more compact and tough to play against possibly I, I thought and, and Graham um, Graham was so talked about it a couple of times in commentary they, they try to sometimes play this box kind of shape where Tielemans uh, went next to Wendidi where Madison came in off one side and Pratt was the other and they try to play this for and you, you know how Brendan always mm. talks about wanting numbers in there do you know, I came away from that one and, and, and suddenly you start thinking okay what could Leicester do and, and do you know what I, what I kind of realised Robin and they played Manchester City at the top of the when they're at the top of the game there was you know one of the best teams in Europe no doubt Liverpool have shown that wasn't Champions League that James Madison and Yuri Tillemans and Jose Perez and, and Harvey Barnes are not quite at that level, I mm. think. Mm. Do you know, and, and against that very top level, yeah, when they're playing really well, they're not quite there yet. Now, that might mean a little bit more work on the training ground, understanding, maturing and getting better. It might need an injection of quality by Brendan Rodgers over time to get to the next level. Some will see. Some will develop, like the Trent Alexander-Arnold's, when you put a young player in, you don't quite know where he's going to end up. Some might hit a, hit a plateau and you think, OK, that's their level. And if I want it, if we in, in this football club want to go to the next level, we, we might have to bring the next kind of player in. So you, you're doing it more, you, you're, you'd hoped for them to get better individually by buying different players, more than questioning the coach that given more time, he can work on yeah. tactically and, and just aware I, I mentality so a little a bit, bit tougher. I, I, I look to James Madison over the last like the two old games. Leicester, the championship yeah. winning Leicester yeah. was, was, of course, yeah. the other side that they were Correct. incredibly durable, incredibly Correct. strong, and tough to play against. Absolutely. This is very different. Yeah, is there a, a middle very... ground to be had? Absolutely. That's, what I'm to say. That, that's exactly where I would go. But I looked at James Madison over the last couple of games and I, and I, and I like him a lot and I think he's mm. got a bright future. But in, in the two games against two big sides, he ain't really turned up. He hasn't really dominated games. He, he's not really tactically had had an influence on the game, even from a wide position coming in, getting between the lines, getting on the ball. Mm. He just didn't quite look the player. And that's not a slight on him. We're talking about the very highest levels now in, in yeah. Premier League and European football. But maybe there's time to grow into that or maybe he's not at that level where, where we're talking about, you know, the rarefied air. Mm. But anyway, mate, they're still doing great in the Absolutely Premier League, great. Leicester City. Oh, second, well ahead of second place. There's a mm. good old cushion for them to, to remain Absolutely. in that top four. And Absolutely. of course, that will be the target. It'll be a tremendous achievement because the other teams are getting a little stronger mm. to finish in the top four. All right, let's move down the table, Robbie Earl. And mm. the next one on our list is Chelsea. Mm. Lost at home to Southampton after being so good against Spurs. Yeah. Um, wow. And this is in the 10 o'clock window, isn't it? Um, yeah. Lots of games going on at the same mm. time. What do you think at Chelsea, Rob? Is this? I mean, from my point of view, yeah, it, it, it's 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 to be expected, really. Yeah, this Chelsea absolutely. team are not are not mm. going to win Correct. nearly every game. Correct. We can't expect them to be at the top of the league, challenging the top two. And I know mm. that when you, when they start well and Chelsea started well, and we see some great performances and against Jose Spurs and other great games as well, mm. and young players doing well and scoring goals, you, you kind of then. You throw up the expectation level for them, and yeah. then when they lose games, disappointing games. There've been a few of these now. They've lost yeah. a lot of games yeah. in the last I've kind of couple, got a couple month, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, it's it's just to be expected for me, and, and I wouldn't put any more 
pressure or criticism the the, the young players we've mm. talked about it a million times that, that that asking young players week in week out at this level in this Premier League to continue to be really really effective and creating yeah. a score on goals and winning games is difficult it's, it's yeah. just not going to happen all the time I think it's a learning Rob I think it's a learning mm. curve for the players I think it's a learning curve for Frank we saw the frustrated Frank face again that we saw at Everton, that we saw against Bournemouth recently, that when teams pack it in, he, he was talking after the game about his team, don't create enough chances, don't take chances, mm. don't get work the ball in, into, into good enough positions. Tommy Abraham's gone a little colder with, with the goals. That was always going to happen at the rate he, he was going. I thought interesting, Rob, I looked at the game and saw the lineup, and, and I know they went back three against Spurs and worked particularly well and nullified yeah, did, Spurs. Yeah. Little surprised to see the back three now. I know it's hard to change a winning team, mm. but I, I was a little surprised to see a back three against Southampton, who didn't have Danny Ings on the pitch. Obafemi uh, started up front. Um, and, Trey and, Adams as well. And Trey yeah. Adams, yeah. And I'm mm. thinking, oh, I'm, I'm interested. And then, to be fair, at half-time, um, Frank t- changed things around a little, little bit. I think he took Zuma off and, and, and went more of a 4-4-2 four, 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 or 4-4-1-1 mm. um, un, underneath the striker. But... I, th- I just felt, Rob, that this is this whole season is going to be part of some good things, some not so yeah. good, some learning, There's some what we've got to do. And I just think that's where Chelsea are. And if a great season is going to be in the top four for them, just to find a space in the top four, mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. season is going to be top six and, and, and anything below will probably be seen as a little bit disappointing. Interesting with the window coming up and, and now they do have a chance to spend some money, whether he feels he might want to go and buy a little bit more experience, a one or two around who with a little bit more know-how have been around the track a little bit to help some of these young, young players out. But I'm with you. I think we're looking at two seasons before Frank gets to where he wants to and some of these players have got that sort of body of work and, and number of games under the belt, you know, 60, 70, 80 Premier League games mm-hmm. where you, you start to know what you're doing a little bit. Yeah, and just finally on Chelsea, you know, winter... It's it's the tough time for for teams. Mm. All these games coming up, you know, younger players. I I guarantee every Chelsea fan listening right now. I guarantee as the season gets into the to the spring, mm. and things ease up a little bit, and the weather gets a little warm, and the pitches get super amazing again. Chelsea will finish strong. I just I just feel that younger players, better conditions, mm. fewer games, not the grind, more experience. I just think, you know, maybe a player or two to help in January. I just think they'll go again, Chelsea. It's just whether they've got enough over the next second half of the season to finish in those top four spots, which, again, would be fantastic. I had mm. I had Frank's Chelsea just outside. I think I had him in fifth spot in terms of my predictions at the start of the season. I wouldn't change that right now. Yeah. Um, and it, but they've got a chance. They've got a chance in the top four, and I think they will go again. That's a thing. Southampton, mm. Rob. Just going to say, yeah, like, yeah, a little mention for Southampton, for by the way. Back-to-back wins. Them. You just never know what you're going to get with this team. It's just a weird team where 3-1 you think, wow. against Villa, 2-0 against Chelsea. I mean, you know, and Danny Ings is, is on the bend. They, they rest him yeah. uh, for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, there's still half of the games to go. Mm. They're still in trouble of relegation. Yeah. But I think now when you see a few teams, you know, beneath you and yeah. above the relegation zone, it, you just feel, it just feels good. It feels mm. good. But they're 14th right now in the league yeah. table. Two, only, what, three points off the relegation places. But that, the confidence that that will give yeah. them yeah. and a little run now, the mm. momentum will give mm. them. And, and Ralph Hasenhurtl, that's been kind of like people loved him and then people started to doubt yeah. him. Yeah. Was it the players? Was it the manager? Um, that's a couple a of, of massive results. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, and to win at, at, at Chelsea is, is, a, is a crazy great result. Mm. Um, so they'll be, um, they'll be very happy about 
their recent form. Yeah, I think Ralph Hassanil said that was their best win of the yeah. season. So giving a bit of confidence to the team, a bit of love to Ralph, never never a bad thing. Mm. Let's move on to Tottenham Hotspur, Robbie Musto, mm. because obviously um, getting beat against Chelsea and, and getting out-tacticed and outdone by Frank Lampard wouldn't have pleased Jose Mourinho. His team were at home against Brighton uh, and went one goal down and had to dig mm. deep in the second half. Mm. Um, obviously kept a, quite a close eye on this game. And, and in yeah. the first half... Tottenham were a little bit disjointed, I felt. Well, you know what? It, there's a few things going on in this club's now, Rob, in the Premier mm. League that f- I find it in, amazingly uh, fascinating. We know that we're going to talk about Arsenal and Everton, yeah. the new managers, mm. um, but and, and the new manager, you know, Chelsea with Frank Lampard, but Spurs with Jose Mourinho, for mm. me, is incredibly interesting and fascinating. I'll tell you what we're seeing. This is my opinion, Rob, and you tell me what you think. The way, that you, the way you said disjointed at the start of the game... It, it, it's it's turning into a Jose Spurs team, okay? And you know what I'm going to say? It's it's a little clunky, mm, all right? Mm, the football's a little mm, stiff mm. because because of what he demands and what he wants to mould his team into being. Yeah. And at the moment, they're still not secure enough defensively, no. so set pieces are still vulnerable. Another goal given away that way. Mm. Players, individuals are still making mistakes. We saw Gazaniga in the, in the yeah, previous game. Yeah, yeah. That side of it is what is is will be his absolute focus to stop the mistakes and to be defensively secure Mm. and in that process the consequence is that the silky football it it just isn't the same because you can't it's almost impossible because you to play expansive football players have got to move away from defensive spots to open themselves up to be less compact to enable the football to to connect and to to move the ball up the field he doesn't want that because he wants them to be super organized so this is what you're seeing. This is what you're seeing. It, and, and we saw it before. We saw it in United yeah. where sometimes when they, they, they attack, it looks like so awkward and difficult because they're not really working on that side of things. But they're still getting uh, goals that's in what fairness, getting. Rob, aren't they? They, they are yeah. still producing yeah, goals. Yeah, I mean, it's not that Jersey teams doesn't score. Yeah. It's just it looks differently. Mm, and yeah, my, yeah. my notes here is like clunky football, yeah. quality moments. And that's what his teams have done in the past. And that's what this, this Spurs team is going to do. Quality moments from quality players. That's what he requires of his mm. attacking midfield players and his strikers. And he's got quality. Harry Kane, Deli Ali, get the goals to come from 1-0 behind because his team aren't secure yet to win the game. Mm. Ideally, Rob, and I'll let you talk in a minute, by the way, I've gone on for ages about this, but he he won't concede that first goal. He hates conceding the first goal because sometimes his teams don't manage that quality. Mm. Um, I I just, I see it happening. And I'm not saying it's good or bad because Mm. it's probably going to get results. I I absolutely feel Spurs will make the top four because he gets results. It's just the way it's happening. It's kind of predictable and it's interesting. And everybody who's watching Spurs and say, well, we didn't play very well or this. Mm. Well, that's the way it's going to be. But you're probably going to get a ton of results and get get where you want to be in time. That's how I saw this game. And that's how I see this progressing. And I think it's it's kind of, for me, going according to plan and what we've seen from Jose Reno in previous clubs. See, so, so he is an interesting one for me. So I look at Liverpool, who, who is defensively well set up, you know, we were the best defence in the league last season. I look at Manchester City, who won out of possession of the ball, and we know their defensive issues. Yeah. But when I see the other teams, Rob, they have a coordinated press to win the, the ball back. Sometimes it's high, sometimes around the middle of things. But it almost looks like it, 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 it's a well-planned, trained, go to get the ball, and then they're going to play from that situation. When I looked at Spurs, a number of times at the weekend that one person goes, Harry Kane was going two or three times to start a press, 
Looking behind him and, and nobody was behind him. The, the rest of the, of the team were, were in their own, their own half. And it kind of thought, are they getting caught between two stools? And it also made me think that Jose Mourinho is not a manager who he's likes not, to press a ball. No, he's not a presser. He's, he's not, not a, a presser. presser. But modern football has become about, at certain times, going to press a ball, win it in good areas and go and lead the attack. Well, a lot of teams have done that, but he's never done that. It's I know, but what thing. I'm saying is... That, it's just, when I watch them, it's part of what makes them different. It's almost a little bit old-fashioned football. And, and maybe, Rob, when you say you're seeing that and, and it, it looks a bit awkward and people are going mm. on their own, well, is that a little bit of hangover from the previous Possibly. regime? Pochettino was Possibly. a big presser. Absolutely. So and, and, we're and they're caught home, between They the want to press. They mm. want to get on the front yeah, foot. Yeah, which is, we've and, seen and, some and, great performances with them doing that. Yeah, it's, it's just... It, it's still, it's still morphing. It's still morphing, and they're changing. And it's, it's, it's remarkable to see it because of the fluid, Pochettino, the diamond, and the different systems, and all this, and playing great possession football that that they end up going into after a big pressing st- at the start of his um, time at the Spurs. It, it's changed, and now it's going back to a more simplified, structured, and um, Jose style of football. And it, but it gets results, and that's what Spurs brought him in for. That's why they hired him. The fans have got to realise that sometimes it ain't going to be sil- super silky. Mm-hmm. But most often, it's going to result in victories. And, and they, are, they are picking up results. They haven't been perfect. Mm. It's going to take a little bit of time. And he still want to figure out his defensive side of things. Um, but I, I still like what's happening at Tottenham Hotspur, Rob, even though mm. you know, I, some fans might want a little bit more. You know, I don't silk. dislike it. And I think in time, things, things will balance. It's really interesting, though. Deli Alley's been in, in decent form. I think it's five goals, three assists since he took over with Mourinho now. And Josie himself. They seem to be happy enough, Rob, with, with, with how things are going. Delhi, what about you? Your goal as well. Glenn Hoddle was on uh, co-commentary and he, he said it was, is world-class. Can, can Jose Mourinho make you world-class? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I just got to focus on each game and where I am, uh, the period in my career. And, you know, I'm still 23 and I've got to keep working hard. And like I said, I just want to give my best every game and keep improving. And uh, yeah, I think we had a great five years under Poch and, you know, he helped me develop into into the player I am now and I've just got to keep heading in the right direction and make sure you know I don't start going backwards so. Deli Ali, another goal from him under you it's definitely not his brother is it? No another goal and another incredible effort performance from first to last minute the way you, you work the, the, the work rate is absolutely incredible so for me these little big details sometimes are more important than what comes immediately in the direction of the eyes of the people so amazing goal but i go i go to other small big details and uh, his attitude his his fighting spirit for the team was was for me outstanding it's a great goal he scored rob mm. wasn't it delhi's yeah. goal i mean the control to maneuver that ball from that angle it was a sweeping counter-attack from spurs really good football was special mm. it, can he can he become a world class midfield player, Delhi? Rob, do you think? Potential. I think there's potential. Um the What's very the, the he's, very he's got, to, uh, he's, he's got to continue the, the production. Hmm. He's got to improve his all round game a little bit, maybe when the opposition have the ball. He's got to be, be more influential in the game, learn how to break up play. Um, he, he's got to become that Frank Lampard player that, that Jose, goals, mate. Yeah, that got, Jose Mourinho had at, at, yeah. at Chelsea. That's when he becomes world class, world, world class. And if he had the attitude and professionalism and oh. practice ability of Frank Lampard, oh. because I, mm. I, I think I think we'd agree. Well, I don't know. I'll let you answer, but 
I think it's got more natural yeah, ability more than Frank natural had. ability. But I'm not yeah. sure he's going to be a better player. Yeah, I know. Get the, get the, yeah, because mm. of the, the, the insatiable yeah. desire Drive, of Frank Lampard yeah. to get better mm. and to practice every day and his finishing. and But that's, again, something to watch but out isn't, for. Isn't but isn't it funny, you, you know, the, 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 the folklore stories of when Josie went into the shower and said to Frank, you know, you, you're a good player, but you could become a great, you've got to work hard and all that. Isn't it funny that Deli Ali seems to be his, his guy? You know, mm. all managers seem to, to fight, you know, we always used to call him the golden boy, oh, you're the gaffer's boy. Mm. just seemed like Deli Ali is the one that he's very much honed in on, talked about his effort in the game and gave mm. everything and, and his, his details and things. It, it, it's just fascinating to me how he, you know, he did it with Frank Lampard. Looks like he's going down that road with Deli Ali. Just as well. before we move on, Rob, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting point because aren't we used to hearing him Tear, tear mm. into players yeah. and it's not very often where you get him again if this is all part of the new Jose yeah, but, but to, to talk about in glowing terms of yeah. some of his players oh. I mean it's nice isn't it yeah. it's, just, it's just different it's different often like Jose. he's got to do this and he's got to do mm. that we had a little bit of an indumbly about, about yeah, his, his, you know, which is a bit of a weird one we'll, yeah, we'll see yeah. how that goes yeah, yeah. but just, it's just nice to hear him mm. eulogise about one of his players yeah. because it means it would mean so much to him to hear yeah. that you know, mm. with, a, with a manager like That's him saying how great he is so Good win for Spurs. Yeah. Um, just quickly, we've, we've talked about Chelsea and Spurs, Rob, in terms of that top four. Yeah. What are we thinking right now, halfway in, in terms of that? I mean, I, I think that Spurs can do it. Do you, you know, if we're assuming that Liverpool, Leicester and mm. Man City are going to make the top four, mm. is it is it tight for you? Can United do it? We'll, we'll talk United in a minute. But yeah. just in terms, well, okay, maybe in terms of those two, Spurs and Chelsea, who do you have them finishing highest? I have Chelsea, strangely enough. Of Chelsea, a bit like you said, I think it's going to be mm. up and downs. I think mm. maybe a little weather change, maybe one a little something in the window. I just, you know, there's just that mm. like energy and drive. I just They've got to go again, haven't they? Yeah. They need to go again a little bit. Yeah, but but um, mm. yeah, I've just got Chelsea on that one. Okay, Manchester United the, mm. themselves, um, Ole yeah. Solskjaer said that they are in, in some ways confident they can finish yeah. in the top four. We've said it, and I've said it. Good United, bad United. Yeah, yeah. This was good United, good. Rob, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, really it, was nice. a, it was a yeah. it was a going from go mm. uh, behind from Longstaff goal on 16 minutes, and then just some tremendous form from the young players that that yeah. look a million dollars in this kind Loved of um, yeah. performance level. Is, is is this trio, Rob? And I, and I looked at it, and and they both scored. Marshall getting two, which he needed. I think he was only one he goal in his it. last seven. Uh, Rashford's 11 Premier League goals. That's the most he's ever scored in the season. Mason Greenwood, slight deflection, but I mean the shot and, and the poise and the, the, the way this kid plays, is it's gonna, he's going to be another star. If these three click, I, I, I was kind of getting my head around these three click. It's got movement. It's got pace. It's got power. It, it, they're gonna they're gonna get goals. They're gonna terrorize and, and hurt defenses with with the way they play. Could Rashford and Martial become the mentors to 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 Mason Greenwood and almost take that responsibility and help? It might help their game in some respect. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Might might they just say, you know, we're the we're the guys now, and, and we're gonna lead the line, and we're gonna help Mason Greenwood out, and we we're gonna score forty goals between us. Mm. I don't think so. Oh, well, that, <laughs> that was the biggest build-up in the world, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. Okay, like, go on. Listen, listen. Anthony Martial mm. needed needed those goals. Yeah, he needed a performance, yeah. and I have been a big fan of his. For he a looks long, a low-confidence guy to me, right? 
So, so when you say, can he be a mentor? Can he can he be mm. a leader of yeah. forwards, of young forwards? Yeah. I don't think he's ready to do that, Rob. I don't think he's he, he, he's got to convince me, let alone young players or or, or even fans of United, mm. that he can be a consistent. Um, leader for this club. Now, I, I, of course, I know that everybody is not a, not a leading type. No, no. He's got to, he's got to show Definitely. more personality. Mm. He's got to show uh, Marcus Rashford. He's growing. He's he's turning into a phenomenal forward. Yeah. And I tell you what, we have got to give credit to the manager in charge of that yeah. football club right now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And and he hasn't been my favourite manager and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I tell you what, I give him credit because Marcus Rashford is playing lights out. He has stepped forward and increased his level. To, to a huge degree and you've got to credit the manager who of course was mm-hmm. a, a former striker of Man United in, 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 in scoring different types of goals it's a marvellous header a jump a leap and a, an aggressive header into yeah, the corner definitely. we haven't seen that before definitely. so so Rashford's season I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't like the way it's going anymore I really couldn't and that's in a, a team that's been inconsistent and it, it, mm. sometimes his body language not not yeah. look great um, it, it doesn't but I tell you what it's getting better I want to see it from Martial so now what, Rob. yeah so why can't why can't that happen to Martial why well that's what I'm worried about yeah. I don't know whether he's got it in him I don't know whether he's got mm. I don't know whether he's got a big enough heart we, we've whether he's seen got glimpses fire burning when he, his when belly glimpses, glimpses isn't enough good. Rob is it no glimpses it isn't but enough. I'm saying it, the potential's there I think the potential's there. I know you've gone a bit the other way and think uh, maybe his time's on. The potential's there, Rob. I'm just saying, if you can get good Martial and good Rashford and they can get... Whereas they've been the kids in the past. They've been the ones who've always come in for the odd game, playing wide and, 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 and not felt like the man. If they can, and I know it, it's a big it's if... It's a big but, if, though. It's a big if, but we've seen Marcus Rashford make some steps and you yes. just saying playing. Absolutely. We can see Martial make some He's steps. He's 24. I'm not, I'm, He's 24 now. Absolutely, but we're all different. We've played with 30-year-olds mm. who, who, who are like kids and, and, and the vice versa, 16, 17-year-old kids who come into your team and, 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 and play like mm. veterans so I'm just saying if if the sole thing for, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is between now and the end of the season get Martial going absolutely yeah. now all of a sudden no, we, yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking yeah. we're absolutely talking let's see Saturday Burnley away Robbie or Ben mm. Mee mm. Tarkovsky mm. That's what I'm talking about. He can't be a just at home against the Newcastle side. Phil <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what I want to see from him. And United yeah, fans should yeah. want to see. Because if he, can, if he can go to that level of, of reliance and mm. of personality, then you've thing. got your Mason Greenwood yeah. and, and yes. Dan James to come yeah, into it. Absolutely. Then we're talking. Mm. It's just, it feels like that front line needs a leader. And, and even if Rashford was out for a while and Martial goes to the left, if I had somebody else up front, I'd be more, mm. I'd be, I, I don't know, I just, it, 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 I, it's just that front line lacks consistency. It lacks um, just a little bit of personality that, that you know, yeah. all, all they're all kind of young and they're all kind of a little bit in and out. That's why my feeling is United this season is going to be some good, some bad, because when they when they get it going, they're, they're brilliant to watch and they're fast, dynamic. And Mason Greenwood, he is going to be a star. He, yeah. he's, ah. he is, he's a, he's a player. Without doubt. Every time he gets the ball, Rob, I think he's going to do something yeah. great. Looks a, Even his shot gets blocked, yeah. he's heading in. I mean, he's just a, he's just a natural in terms of that. Again, a long way to go for him, a super yeah. young player. But um, I, I don't know. I just think United and those front three players deserve credit. Mm. And the manager and how he's brought on Marcus Rashford. Absolutely. It's just, come on. 
week in, week out now, United. Don't let it drop off again. That's a challenge for any young player. We talk about Chelsea. And the team as well, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's not the stellar team that we've had in the past. But I quite like the look of it. I just kind of got the Mm. feel that these three might like each other's company on and off Mm. the pitch. And it might Mm. just sort of get them going. But Mm. as you say, something to look at uh, uh, over the next few weeks. Let's quickly touch on uh, two teams who had two managers, new managers in charge. Bournemouth won, Arsenal won. Now, the vitality, Bournemouth stopping a bit of a, a rot for them. Six defeats in the last seven. Um, getting a 1-1 draw. Dan Gosling with the first goal. And uh, um, Aubameyang's getting the equaliser for Arsenal. Mikel Arteta in charge for his first game, Rob. What would he have learnt? What would he have liked about Arsenal? And, and where would he have seen work to be done? Well, interesting, isn't it? I mean, again, this is... This is just fun for us, isn't it, mm-hmm. to, to look at these new projects, new managers coming in, and fascinating to see the lineup. Um, first of all, what I liked, I liked actually Gunnett Xhaka and, and Lucas Torreira. Yeah. Those two holding players yeah. that, that pretty much held in there. Stayed kept, there, didn't they? Kept, yeah. Pretty much stayed there. I, I, I mean, I think I got to like the fact that Ozil, Lacazette, and Aubameyang mm. was in the all team. In the team, yeah. I, I think that's important. Mm. Um, no Pepe. In no Chester. Pepe. Um, there's issues with injuries, of mm. course, and um, Bakaro Saka at left back is a yeah. young player, and it's not his fault. But but that's a weakness in the team right now. He made a, he made yeah, an error no, for his decision yeah. to go forward, yeah. etc. And he's he just caught out. It's a, it's a lot to ask him yeah. to play in a position that it's not his primary it's a, position. It's a tough position to play. Yeah, nowadays. so it's difficult mm. for him. So yeah. that's something that needs to change. Reese yeah. Nelson was okay on the mm. right hand side, and he did okay, and he yeah. got involved, and he got an assist, didn't he, or something? So. He, he he yeah he got the ball come across that Aubameyang yeah. finished off, um, but I kind of liked it, Rob. I thought yeah, there was more. Sh- well, I, I could see the shape. I could mm. see a structure. I could see what he was trying to do. Yeah. The football thing is going to be interesting to see how that that develops. Yeah. Um, but my initial thoughts were, I mean, obviously they they would have liked to go on there and get a victory. Yeah. It just looked a little bit more mm. structured and not so I'd much agree. wide open and gung ho. Absolutely agree. I, I thought Jack and Chair wrote the same note, sort of. Stayed in position a lot yeah. more, gave a little bit more structure to the team. Listen, Obama Young and Lacazette, you don't have to tell them what you, you hope they have good moments. Um, Ozil's kind of in and out the game. Maybe you'd want a little bit more from him. But as things develop, I think um, the manager seemed like he was pleased with things. And after the game, I, I think he, he, he felt that uh, there was more positives than negatives. In terms of attitude, desire, aggression and commitment, it was better than I expected to be fair. And they kept fine and they're not used to play at this rhythm. But a lot of things that I saw in terms of attitude were terrific. I'm still to learn a lot about the players, how we can help them more, what are the priorities for them to be more secure when they jump into the pitch. But uh, it just started, it's just three days there and we put we tried to put some things in place and uh, and I think the majority of them were, were good today. My only one now is review the game and uh, find solutions to do it better, to attack better, to concede less on counter-attack, to defend better, and tomorrow prepare a good training session for them to, to improve them. That's all. I don't look at the game against Chelsea or United. It's, it's now. At the moment, the urgency is now, and we need an impact now. There's one thing, Rob, that he must bring with his experience of working with Pep is intensity yeah. and the quality of training that Pep Guardiola demands and insists on mm-hmm. and Mikel Arteta has been there for three and a half years and he's seen what impact that professionalism if you like or intensity has on on those players and that team if he can bring that over to Arsenal and it might take time and some of the players might not be able to work at that intensity then it's got to help them a ton that's going to help them yeah. a ton and and when he talks about 
right at the start of the interview, Rob, he talks about you know the rhythm we're trying to bring. I think that's what he's talking about. I think he wants a more intense, yeah. uh, more quality, yeah. less sloppiness, yeah, more you know, edge, more yeah. focus, yeah. more competitive edge, Rob. Yeah. If he can bring that, if nothing mm. else, that mm. absolutely helps Arsenal. Yeah. So that, again, he speaks well, doesn't he? he After does. the interview Comes there, he speaks well. well. Yeah, and, and I think he realises maybe it's, it's, a, it's a longest list of things he wants to establish in the end, but, you know, it, it's one at a time, getting things, getting some basic, just, I think, getting good habits around the football club, Rob, I think are important. When, when you're going as a new manager and you, you start on a new regime, you, you want to sort of get the players used to your way of working, getting a standard each day and, and a level each day. And if you say if training might be a little bit sloppier, might be a bit slower, can't have it. You yeah, can't have you, it. You, you've got to up that straight away and get everybody on side. And listen, I always think you're going to lose one or two on the way. There's one or two ain't going to be happy or one or two are not playing. And, and that's okay as well because you've got to move this thing forward and, and make it a little bit leaner. So get interesting times uh, for Arsenal and Mikel Arteta uh, that football club, we'll, we'll see how that one goes on. And uh, final one is uh, Everton won Burnley nil. So Carlo Ancelotti, first match in charge, gets his win. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin with, with a really good diving header, actually, to, to get them all three points. I think this was just more about the win as much as anything else, Robert, getting the three points, getting the confidence mm. of the group. I mean, he walks in the dressing room, he instantly commands the respect, what he's done, where he's been, the players he's worked with. Mm. Um, talk to, I, I see one or two things about transfers, actually, people maybe in the window coming into the football club. So it looks like he's already starting to um, look at, at the squad, see where he'd want. Interesting enough, no Michael Keane. He was benched again. Not mm. sure if he's going to be Ancelotti's type in terms of rugged centre-back. So, um, yeah, well, another one we'll have to see how that one all plays uh, out a little I, bit. I, did, I, I went back and watched most of it, Rob. Because yeah. It was on that, that window, 10 o'clock window. And I was okay. fascinated to see... Um, what he was going to do, yeah. and he changed his system. He went with the three centre backs, as you said there, and you yeah. Seamus Coleman as one mm. of them, which is kind of interesting, very different. Yeah. So a different system. Sigurdsson played alongside Fabian Delph. You had mm-hmm. Calvert Lewin playing up front. Yeah. Um, Bernard and Richarlison were were very tight to a front three, so they weren't wide yeah. in the system. They were very Underneath. very close. Yeah. And it was just a little bit different. And, of course, we know that the energy at Goodison, we know the expectation levels, we know the excitement levels mm. with Carlo Ancelotti yeah. walking up and down the um, the touchline, mm. managing the football club. So, again, fascinating. Just It's just really interesting to see how a different man's tactical eye yeah. and selections will make a, an impact on the game. We know from what he said, Moise Keane was somebody that he's liked yeah. before, watching playing in Italian football. Um, he came into the game midway through the second half. There could be some changes there. Um, yeah, I mean, he has got options. I mean, the squad is not a small squad, so there's no. options that we will see. I think Fabian Delve is important to get back in the side alongside a Sigurdsson that can play a little bit. So, yeah, just interesting, Rob, mm. and interesting to, to watch Ancelotti and how he works and how tactically he's going to try and get more out of this squad because even though Marcus Silva tried different systems and different yeah. players, it never really went anywhere. This is a different uh, change. It's going to take time, of course, but it felt quite nice with those front three players, with Charleston Bernard yeah. and Calvert-Lewin being close together because they all offer a little bit something different. Mm. If they can get close and combine, they could be quite a handful with, of course, Sidibe, the right, the right wing back, yeah. who had an excellent game, man of the match performance from him, mm-hmm. and Luca Digne on the left-hand side it starts to look a little bit better. So, of course, early days, first game. Yeah. Um, great to get the victory, but I kind of liked what I saw in this first match from Ancelotti. Hmm. 
Well, always good to get get a start. They're away at Newcastle uh, on Saturday, so we'll see how he, he, he fares up, up at the tune. But, um, yeah, three points. Uh, Duncan sitting next to him this time rather than run up and down hugging uh, ball boys <laughs> is always a good thing as well. So um, exciting times ahead for everything. They, they've got a main man in charge, and all of a sudden you feel a, a little bit of leadership and structure will come back to the football club. Okay, Mr. Muster, just before we wrap up today, uh, we're getting to the obviously the end of the year, the end of a decade, and so always a little bit of fun, a little bit of uh, pub conversations. We sort of were tasked with putting together a team of the decade. So in the last 10 years in the Premier League, what would be our team of the mm. year? Uh, and so I, I started off and, and went with a 4-3-3 setup. Um, do you want me to run through mine and you yeah, can sort you, of give me... I mean, there's a few in there that are, yeah. that are real obvious ones yeah. in the bankers. I'll, you run through yours and I'll just say where I might have a, have a difference. Okay, so in goal I've gone David De Gea, although maybe over the last few weeks that wouldn't have been the <laughs> case. But listen, there was a time when, honestly, yeah. he, he was almost unbeatable. People were saying he's worth 10 to 15 yeah. points a season. David De Gea, o- o- over the course of the 10 years, I think, is it pretty much nailed on. My back four was uh, Branislav Ivanovic, Vincent Company, John Terry... Cesar Aspilicueta across my back line from, from right to left. Mm. Okay, so, like yeah, I mean, a, a goalkeeper agreed. Yeah. Um, left back's difficult. Left mm. back's tricky. I've gone for Patrice Evra of Manchester United. I know he's kind of, he's the beginning of the decade pretty much. Yeah. But in terms of left backs, I mean, Ashley Cole, again, mm. was the beginning of the decade, right back at the early stage. I, I, it's difficult. The left back wasn't easy mm. for me. Branislav Savovanovic oh, yeah. was uh, aggressive, yeah. um, Uncompromising reliable. Was right. yeah, he was could play in different brute. spots. Yeah. I agree with him. So that's the only change I'd have Patrice Everett left back instead of Aspilicueta. Okay, so you've gone Evra there on that mm. change in. Midfield three, um, I thought N'Golo Kante. Yoyo Toure and an absolute shoe in David Silva. I, I can't believe how anybody would have a, a team without David Silva in there. No, and I've got the same as you uh, with him and with N'Golo Kante, but I have a difference um, for the last spot in midfield. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne has got to be in, Rob. Kevin De Bruyne has got to be in for me instead of Yaya Toure. Mm. And I know Yaya, yeah. he, he had some great seasons and some performances and was there 20 goals in, in one yeah, season one I, mean, he was I just think we've, we've, we've been blessed with Kevin De Bruyne in this decade for a few mm. seasons and I, I just have him in I'd, I'd, I'd have to have him in the midfield instead of Yaya Torre that's the only change in the midfield ok so you're right in the De Bruyne KDB De Bruyne. for you instead yeah. of the big Yaya and ahead of them I've sort of got one player underneath the two strikers my one player underneath is Eddie Hazard and a strike partnership of Sergio Aguero and Harry Kane for me. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah? Oh, I, I mean, I think that's, um, yeah. I, I, those I mean, three players just... I, I some have mentioned in, in, in my group, and it was, it, it, listen, depends how you, you're choosing mm. and on what criteria. Um, Harry Kane obviously hasn't won a title. Should you have had to have won a title to be in the team mm. of the decade? Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's just the the... the the production, the the consistency, all round game, professionalism, yeah, that's of course the only thing missing from his his CV. But I, I like those front three, Robbie, and, and yeah. I wouldn't change any of them. What, the was decade. was there? A, are we omitting a spot for for Wayne Rooney? But was Wayne Rooney part of this decade? Really close to it. Yeah, really close to it. I mean. Um, Luis Suarez is the other one that mm. some people might mention in terms yeah. of, a, of a great forward, and he was a brilliant forward totally in the middle of this decade. Yeah. 
um, yeah, they, they, they'd get honourable mentions. I just am a big mm. fan of, of Ed Nazar. I, I just think he's yeah. a, a brilliant, brilliant player. And Aguero, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves mm. uh, over the 10 years. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be arguments probably throughout the team and some of our listeners yeah. you know, can drop us a note through social media and, and if, they, yeah, if they disagree strongly with any of those picks. But, um, no, you make a good point, Rooney. Uh, really good player from for from many years, so that that yeah, that's a good shout as well. A couple more just just before we we, yeah. we close up, we we were asked for a player of the decade. Um, I think we might have differed on this one. I went for Big Vinny, Vincent Company, Robbie Musto, who was just a colossus for me, a man who came to this football club, Belgium born. You'd think he's an homegrown Manchester uh, lad. He, he he won four four different titles, captain the team was was such an influence over this group. And, and if nothing else, just look at this season when he left the football club, what a hole he's left. Um, every time I used to hear him do an interview, I'd almost feel like I wanted to pull a strip on and, and run and, and, and be part of his team. For me, Vincent Company was the outstanding individual um, in the last decade. Yeah, not for me. Same club, um, mm-hmm. Sergio Aguero. It's got to be Sergio Aguero, Rob. It's, if you look at his numbers... Season after season after mm. season, it's, it's into twenties. It's into twenties every single season, um, and I think, I think the stats. I've got an e- email here with the stats on Robbie on most goals from a player in the decade. Mm. Sergio Aguero with 173, 173 goals in the decade for Sergio Aguero. I've got to have him. Of course, that big moment where Man City won the title in mm. the dying seconds of the game to to thwart Manchester United was a huge moment, and Sergio Aguero was at the middle of it. So he would be my player of the decade. A um, couple more. Quickly, mate, the team of the decade. So which would be the team that you felt had to go for the, the obviously, 100-point Manchester City 2017-2018 team? Mm. The points, the possession, the way they played, the dominance of the game was frightening. They won the league in in a manner that we've never seen before. And there's been some great... Uh, teams assembled in this Premier League, but but Pep and the group uh, in 2017, Rob, were just on another level for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, another one we've got here is moment, best moment Mm. of the 10-year decade, Rob. What's your favourite moment of what we've seen in the Premier League? Well, it's your man, Sergio Aguero, the goal uh, against Manchester City for for Cripiola. I mean, you only have to say that goal and it brings the hairs on the back of your neck. I mean, Mm. City... Uh, looking like they might finish second, dying minutes of the game, combination play, company makes a run, Balotelli t- toes it in, Aguero comes against the goalkeeper, smashes it in and scenes like you have never seen before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one, that's why we watch football right there yeah. for that moment, mate. Yeah, I, I think in terms of, of a moment, mm. uh, that can't be beaten. That no, just can't be no. beaten in the decade. Another moment that I would want to mention is Leicester City winning the Premier League title, Robbie, early yeah. 2016. 15-16 season was a, was a phenomenal season. Absolutely. And I couldn't believe it as it was going on. I couldn't I couldn't believe that they would stay with it. And I, and I tell you what I did, Rob. I, I The last second kind of, well, the last third of the season, I, mm. I, I took it all in, you know. Because I thought this is going to be, this is gonna, in some ways going to be forgotten, or yeah. the achievement's going to be lessened somehow about mm. other teams not being great or whatever it was. And I studied that team and I watched them, and I, I, I just marvelled at the energy and the the running power, the physicality. They steamrolled Rob, yeah. all the other teams, yeah. and the better teams with the better players. I thought it was a brilliant team mm. with brilliant individuals with Riyad Mahrez and Jamie Vardy yeah. um, doing tremendous things um, to create the goals and score the goals. And Golo Kante was, was phenomenal. Mm. Um, so that win at 5,000 to 1, yeah. 
um, still is a is a tremendous moment in in the history of of the Premier League. It really was absolutely, an and 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 always I think a, a mark for the underdog is you, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, brilliant scenes, great chemistry. Um, Claudio Ranieri with that team, and um, yeah, fascinating, fascinating season for um, for, for Leicester City. Listen, mate. I, I think we're going to have to call it call it yeah. time there. Um, we will get another podcast in before the end of the year, but that's it for the halfway point in the Premier League. With dramatic couple of days over the Christmas period, what Liverpool maintained that thirteen point gap to the chasing pack in the shape of Leicester, and a fourteen point gap now to third place Manchester City, and they still got a game in hand. Look out for our final podcast of 2019. That's on Sunday, December the 29th after match week 20. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. <laughs>